Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Giving Starts With You podcast. I am so happy to have you on here again for another week and another episode. I hope that you are receiving um, some good tools, some good strategies, and mostly just a community. Um, We don't want anyone to feel left out. We want everyone to feel included here on this podcast. Um, Today I am so honored and excited and just kind of want to get started. I've got um, a beautiful new friend that I've met. Her name is Deb Shell. Welcome to the uh, show, Deb. How are you? Thanks so much for having me. I am so excited to be here today. Um, This is like the second, I think, no, this is the third podcast I've ever been interviewed on. So still very new to being a guest. (laughs) That's okay. Very exciting. That's awesome. So um, just so you guys know, um, Deb Shell is the creator of the Find Calm Here community. Um, It offers mindful resources for those seeking to find calm through the process of creating their ideal lifestyle. And you know how much I love that. Um, She interviews entrepreneurs to learn how they found calm through the process of creating and growing a business. Inside her community, the Find Calm Here community, she offers members a safe space to continue the conversations around her uniquely designed calm and that C-A-L-M method of clarity, awareness, learning, and motion. This process is how Deb paid off $46,000 of debt, left her stressful corporate job, and built an online business during, yes, you heard it, the 2020 COVID-19 pandemic. Woohoo, Deb, this is awesome. I love it, love it, love it. Just at a time when everybody is just feeling, you know, so compressed and and you started this beautiful thing to help everyone i love 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 your community so i i've i've been a part of it and i absolutely like respect you for it so welcome thank you for the warm welcome that was a lovely uh introduction i appreciate it no worries um so deb when did the community start so yeah, th- and thank you for being a member of the community and your interest with and support with Find Calm here and sharing our group and, and connecting with our other members in our group. We have about 150 members currently. We started, um, I built the community. It's on a platform called the Mighty Network. So it's not a community on a, like it's not a Facebook group or, you know, it's, it's not uh, a Slack channel, but this is actually in a community 
on a platform called the Muddy Network. Um, and I took a course actually to learn how to build a community on that platform and then connected with people um, and invited people through um, social media and like just networking to bring them into the community. So I would say our official start was in around June. Oh, that's great. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm still learning a bit about the Mighty Network, but it seems real cool. Do you like working with in that platform? I do. I think it is user friendly and it's got a lot of really cool functionality. And um, I've learned enough about it to actually consult others on it. So part of what I do uh, now is consultation for other people building Mighty networks. Um, so it's, it's actually something I've become a kind of like an, I wouldn't a self-proclaimed expert because I don't have a certification or degree in it, um, per se, but community designer is what my new title is. And so from this concept of wanting to share resources around finding calm, um, I transitioned it and I'll tell you, to be honest, what it was in the beginning was an in-person community. Uh, we started with people, I gathered people in my apartment, my little one bedroom apartment, and we had a workshop of maybe three or four hours. I think the one, the first one I did was, so truly like the in-person Find Calm Here events actually were in, the first one was November in 2019. And the second one was in January of 2020. It was right before the pandemic. And so I was just starting to really share resources around finding calm with friends and family. So it was a free event. Basically, I just brought people together. I like yoga and meditation and using uh, essential oils and learning self-massage techniques to reduce stress. And I had headaches and neck pain and back pain. So I had um, a friend who's a massage therapist. She came and she showed us some really cool self-massage tips that we can help to eliminate and reduce stress. We had another person sharing about uh, yoga, kundalini yoga, teaching us a little bit about that and how to be more mindful in our everyday life. We had somebody sharing about essential oils. And so through that, through that experience of a couple hours, people, and then we had laughter yoga at the end. It was so <laughs> fun. Um, so that through that experience, then they could maybe take some of what we learned in that workshop and incorporate that into their daily life and help them find a little bit more calm. And so that's their origin of find calm here. Um, officially that it started. I love that. I didn't know that. So that's interesting for me to, to, to listen to as well. That's great. I would have loved to be able to be close enough to participate in that for sure. Sounds like fun. It was it was so much fun. I mean, I only had it was like 10 people, maybe eight, eight or 10 people. It was very small because my apartment's really small. And before the pandemic, I had visions of, you know, a big event with lots of people and we had to rent a space and, you know, convention center and all this stuff. I was, you know, I had friends talking to me about like, oh, would, it would be cool if you did like the whole retreat weekend and all these things that we were, we were kind of, I was bouncing ideas off with um, other people. And then what happened in April with the, or at the end of March with the shutdown, I had been planning to do a in-person vision board workshop because mm. I know a lot of people do vision boards in the beginning of the year, but I feel like by March or April, 
you're kind of like, <laughs> what were my goals? You're either like, I don't even remember what goals I set in January on my vision board. I forgot where I put it. Or you're looking at every day and kind of feeling a little depressed because you're not where you want to be closer to that vision. You feel like you just, it's impossible. Like it goes from being something that you might think is possible in January. So common. To like, oh, this is never going to happen by April because there's so many other things happening now. Of course, that was <laughs> certainly the case um, for me for 2020. But I'm so glad you didn't quit. You know, sometimes people would just quit. Instead, you figured it out. You pivoted your moment and you said, okay, how am I going to keep this up, you know, through the pandemic and just change the way I do things. So I love that. Thank you for keeping it going because I think you're helping a lot of people. Yeah. So we ended up switching the vision board workshop to an, a virtual event. And the other thing that I ended up doing was starting to, in, at that same time period, there was other people I was networking with who were having virtual events that were interactive and engaging. And I got on these events and I thought this could be the structure for my workshops that I want to hold, hold. And I interviewed one of these people who leads community and he helps facilitate these kinds of interactive conversations. And he basically helped me design what, what was the virtual event format for FindCom here where we had a topic and then a speaker that shared around, like that was an expert in that topic that we brought to the Find Calm Here community. In that sense, it was a part, the partner that shared some experiences they've had around their unique topic and what their experience is. And then we have you in the virtual event, just like an in-person event, you can ask questions, you can connect, you can, you can, you know, give comments or feedback or share with resources with each other in the actual event. So instead of it being um, like a webinar where you're just kind of learning, the whole goal of Find Calm here was always intentionally, the mission was to create intentionality to take you from not doing something to putting, to incorporating it in your life. And part of that was that interactive experience. And those are the, the virtual events that we held in 2020 and we did over 30 of them <laughs> <laughs> yes i love it because people could you know be as involved or sit back as much as they felt comfortable right yeah so it was great yeah i wanted to ask you maybe on a little bit more of a personal level because um why a calm community why um choose something um in that in that nature that can help other people is there do you have a personal story that perhaps will um, help us understand why you started the community? Yeah. So some of the time I lead a podcast and some of the time I share this in the intro of the podcast, I was doing that for a while, but basically to sum it up, I was in a stressful corporate job. I also have over the past probably 15 years, I've just had not been dealing with stress and anxiety in healthy ways. And so I was trying to give myself accountability <laughs> uh, with a group of people and also share these resources that I had people ask me all the time, like they didn't ask me the question of how do you find calm, but they said, like, what are you doing? You seem calmer. 
And so they would be like, oh, you seem like you're much more calm now. And this is like three years ago. Okay. Two or three, that was about two years ago. And why I was calmer, I think, is because I had this really great morning routine that I was doing. I was really focused on being intentional about um, the choices I made as far as like product purchasing, as far as time investment and, and really um, wanting to utilize the best I can, my my time and energy and money. So um, there in the calm method of clarity, awareness, learning, emotion was kind of about getting clarity on what I want in my life and what I don't want in my life, right? Um, awareness around what is true and what, and what I need to do, identifying the steps, the process to get me to where I want to be. Maybe my vision board is reflecting something that's nowhere near reality right now, but how do I get closer to that vision. And th that's the process of awareness of like developing. Um, these are the steps I need to take to, to then go and get closer to that vision. Learning of course is what do I need to learn? If there's um, platforms or programs, there's a lot I learned in the last year from, um, you know, building a community to creating an email list and how to create sales funnels and, uh, engage people on social media and uh, interview people and lead virtual events, <laughs> figure out how I did a four hour virtual summit. So much I learned last year. And then most of, of course, putting those, those things into action, you can't just learn something without then starting to incorporate it in your life. So, you know, the personal journey I took with I ended up leaving my corporate job in December of 2019. And that was after two years of really doing a lot of work to figure out like what I wanted to do. And I still didn't have it like figured out in December, but I was at a point where I was just like, I'm done. Like, I just, I just don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to waste one more time, one more day, one more month, um, not pursuing things that I really want to do. And I was doing my side hustle um, on the side, of course, you know, on the weekends and things like that. And I was traveling maybe three or four times a year. I, the goal was to be a travel writer. Um, oh. I left a corporate job and did a sales, a part-time commission-only sales job in January. And I worked um, as a part-time salesperson for three months on commission only. And I was doing okay until the pandemic happened. Um, and at the same time, I was also uh, pitching editors with stories around mindful travel, uh, mindful destinations of Calm, which was Find Calm here initially started, um, the website actually started as a travel blog. And so I ended up combining the idea of a website and a community into what is now Find Calm here website and with the pairing of the community. But it did, it started as a travel blog. And I had started to, in February of last year, I started to pitch editors. I got a, an assignment in Matador Network, which is a really big online travel blog that I was super, super excited about. I interviewed people, I interviewed some um, different spiritual leaders in Milwaukee, which is where the, uh, the story was uh, gonna be a travel feature from Milwaukee. A finding common Milwaukee was the title <laughs> and that ran in April because of the pandemic. It didn't run in March and it ran after the, the pandemic 
official open close dates in, in April. But by that time, of course, we're not talking about traveling. Um, so that's also part of why I created this online community as a way of us connecting virtually since we can't do the in-person events and since I can't travel. And I decided when my sales, my boss asked me, we had taken a pause because people weren't really buying and there was a lot of confusion. So I took like a two week pause, like everybody, we kind of just said, all right, let's just wait this out. And then when that was over, my boss wanted me to start, you know, calling, calling on people again. And I said, you know, this isn't what I want to do. This just isn't. I'm, I'm also, I'm still, I've still got my half foot in and half foot out of this idea of being an entrepreneur and letting my controlling my day instead of letting others control my day or my time only because I'm afraid of not making money basically. And so I kind of dropped that whole fear and I said, I'm not going to, I walked away from the sales stuff and I started building this and figuring out how to make, you know, a business out of this idea that was not intended to be a business. It was intended to be just a free fun thing. And then I decided to transition into being a business. So that's like the really long-winded, sorry, backstory. <laughs> of so how did, how did it feel when you, uh, when you left your job, like that moment, you know, I'm not there yet. So I want to know how good did it feel when you walked away? Oh, it was not a good feeling. Oh no. It, I thought you were good. No, I mean, well, I had, I had two jobs I walked away from. I was doing two part-time things and the one I was like pretty, I got confident about certain things. And so I thought it's going to work. And I was basically excited about not doing the one job. And then the other one kind of just fell out because we just had a just like misunderstanding basically of, of some things. And I was like, you know, they asked me about, well, we'd want you to do X, Y, and Z. And then I'm just like, oh, this isn't at all what I want to do. So I was still, even, I was still hanging on until uh, I guess about May, in May, I was still holding on to like one of the, the jobs of thinking I would still need that income. And it was hard. I, I honestly, I got, it was scary. Cause I'm like, Oh, I can see it being super scary, but super exciting. Um, is it really going to be something I can do? Um, I have rent due, you know, all these things happening. Yeah. So it wasn't, a, it wasn't necessarily a good feeling. It was a scary feeling, but it was exciting. And the fact that I'm finally like not holding on to that life raft anymore. And this is my chance. I need to make this work. And thing is, if it doesn't work, then I'll just go back to find, I'll find a job, you know? Or you'll switch it up, right? See, I love when people use something that helps them and turns it around and make a big business out of it so then they can help other people with it. And that's what I feel like you've done because through all the anxiety and all the stress and everything that you explained, um, it's like now when you're teaching it to other people or you're giving people the tools and the strategies um, to finding calm you know, in different ways, I feel like it gives you an opportunity to find that time in your day that you can practice it with them, you know? So no matter how busy you are, because it's your, it's 
your business, you can always find that time to work with somebody to find the calm, right? So it helps you as well. Like it balances both things, right? Yes. And the other, the other thing I'll say is that through June launch and, you know, the, the, the fact that I didn't end up getting, having a successful launch with the community. And I had to, again, redesign of what I'm doing. It took me in another direction altogether. And it was now I was realizing that I'm more better focused with just working with small groups that I lead in masterminds, which is what we transitioned to at the end of last year. Well, that's what being an entrepreneur is, right? I mean, you try something, it doesn't work. You try something else, right? Yeah. But it's all around the calm, you know, it's all around uh, making yourself like teaching people about the different elements of being calm, right? Yeah. And I need to start practicing some of them in my life because I had at the end of the year, I kind of was losing my calm and <laughs> wanting to start doing self-care. And um, I know you were on my podcast uh, the other week and we talked about this road trip, the solo road trip that I took at the end of 2020 to really kind of reset my own personal wellness journey and try to start incorporating those things that I had dropped off my own self um, in the past year. So I think I've learned so much and I'm working and I told you, I was, I was saying earlier, um, about time management and I'm even learning like in the last two days, there are still things I need to figure out to bring myself some calm. Cause I was feeling really anxious, um, part of today because of just, there's a lot of things I have going on and at some points it just feels overwhelming. And when you don't have a steady income, and you don't have a job to check into, it's then all up to you. And it depends how hard you are on yourself. I'm usually, I am pretty hard on myself. I, I really get upset at myself when I'm not keeping the promises I make to myself about, you know, structuring my day better. And so anyway, long story to say, um, I think I had to revisit my own principles and it kind of was a wake up call at the end of the year that I'm really trying to rework these methods into my life yet again. Mm -hmm. And it changed the direction of what we're doing in Find Calm Here. No, I think that's great, you know, and I love that you're passionate about people finding their purpose too, you know, because it's just like when you're in, uh, most of us, you know, have the nine to five jobs and even though we, we, you know, like we may like our job, we don't really like how it makes us feel sometimes, you know, or just the structure, like maybe I don't want to go start at nine. Why do I need an adult to tell me when and when I can't, you know, my lunch is going to be like, I want to eat when I'm hungry. Like, I don't need another adult to be telling me, you know, what time to do this and what time to do that. And that's what really kind of bugs me. Like, I don't know. It's just, um, like my big thing too, is I want people like to help people discover their purpose. So help people become happier because there's a lot of miserable people and stressed people out there, you know, and just to give people a community to come together and, and do that. What, what was the hardest part of finding your purpose? 
Like, was there something that you were struggling with when you were trying to find your purpose? Or did you know right away because, hey, this helped me and this is the thing that I want to do to help other people? Well, I think I'm still finding my purpose, first of all. Mm. I don't think it's, I haven't, I'm like this close, like I'm so close. Um, but I, I just think it's, it's a constant gauging of like what's working and what's not and reevaluating of like, is this still bringing me joy? Is this still passionate for me? And is it bringing me the return on investment? You know, like just analyzing all those different layers of if it's something I enjoy, then continue. Is this bringing a return on investment? Then continue. If it's not one of those two things, or if there's other components that aren't helpful and it's contributing in a negative way to my life, then it's something I oh, have yeah. to have to change. Right. So I think when I was in my corporate job and other jobs I've, you know, in the last five years, when I started to make this transition of like a calmer person, for example, I had to still accept the fact that I was in 2016, 2017, I was in $46,000 of debt, right? So I still had quite a ways to go to get to be debt free. And I needed to be at my corporate job that I didn't like. And so mindset wise, I had to change. I had to change the way I looked at that job. I had to say, I am lucky to go to this job. I'm lucky that I have a car. I'm lucky that I get to sit in a 40 minute commute because then I can learn something by listening to an audio book or a podcast. I can get to work and I can help other business owners. At that time I was in a tech sales job and I could help other people by providing them with products and services that they need. And in that method, I am then offering myself the gift of becoming one day debt free. Mm-hmm. But I also had to realize that I have to be happy today in that day. It's true. And it's not a, the one thing. Wish it away. <laughs> yeah. It's one thing that like I always have said, and I still struggle with this idea of one day instead of today. Like I love the phrase, I forget who said it, but like, is it day one or one day for you? Because if you have a, if you have a mindset of today's the first day one, then you can always have that beginner's mindset that like all these like Zen instructors talk to you about of like, if you're not in the worrying about the past or worrying about the future, and if you can be present and accept what is today and, and then even more so be grateful for what you have, it'll bring you joy and, um, immediately because you are recognizing I am just so lucky that I have a job, that I have an apartment, that I have a place to live and a place absolutely, to live. and people who care about me and friends that want to hang out with me. Like there's just so many things, you know? So I think part of that helped me identify what I wanted to do in the world. And the other aspect of that is wanting to step out into the world, a calmer and happier person. One of the things I learned when I, and I talked with you a little bit about this before on my podcast, but like, I wanted to give back and I was in journalism, um, you know, before I was in sales, I was in journalism and I was writing these stories and I was like, these aren't even making an impact. And I had this whole big vision. And when I went to college of like, I'm going to change the world with my stories and my pictures. And I wasn't feeling like that was like lining up with reality at, at one point. And I was just like, man, I want to do something. And instead of feeling angry about it, I realized 
I could be angry right now about the fact that I'm not really where I wanted or I thought that I would be at this point in my life. Or I can say, how can I help someone else? How can I give to someone else? Give my time. Maybe I don't have money, but what can I do to help others? Because then that'll bring me joy and I'll be helping somebody. And so that's when I started uh, volunteering at the local theater. That's how I met a lot of amazing people in my area that I later connected to and who became my partners with Finecom here. I mean, it was, <laughs> it, it's kind of all encompassing like that openness to be able to connect with people and network. And I was, I'm an extrovert obviously now, but I was not always an extrovert. I was very much introverted a long time ago. So I feel that migration of somebody who is introverted and 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 doesn't want to go out and is hibernating basically most of my 20s i was just hibernating eating a bag of chips and some ice cream and not doing much with my life in my 30s i've started to become more outgoing and i lost a lot of weight and and really just wanted to explore and learn and grow and be happy to be alive and so all through through that whole process you realize that I want to be a happier person and help other people be happier and calmer in their life. And so because I have that mission, I guess a personal mission, it starts within, which is what I learned, is that it really starts with me being better to myself and for me to be happier. And then I can bring that joy to others out in the world. And yeah, and just... And connecting to that message of wanting to share positivity. I don't want to be, I don't want to be, I want to be the light, not the dark in the world. You know, like I'd rather be the person who's shining a light and saying, hey, we're, you know, here's a lovely calm space. Come join, <laughs> you know, and during the whole, a lot of conflict in the last year on social media, I didn't want to be a person that spewed negativity. And through that whole last year, when we had our virtual events, my whole mission was let's take a break from all of the craziness in the world and let's find calm in this one hour. And then maybe you can incorporate some of those tips into your day. So. I love that. So what would you tell somebody right now that like, what are some of the types of things that can create calm? Mm -hmm. Or what, 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 is, what are those things for you? Yeah, I was going to say it's different for everybody and at different points in your life. One thing I, I think most people can relate to is having a really great morning routine. Instead of like pressing the snooze alarm 12 times, I'm guilty of that. Um, instead of pressing the snooze alarm 12 times, instead of waking up an hour after you really wanted to, instead of like throwing on some clothes and running out the door, if that, you know, or something like that, starting with intentionality in your day, not picking up your phone and going right into emails the second, like even before your eyes are like fully open, <laughs> um, you know, those are things that I used to do. I would just, you know, I would just press the snooze button, sleep till, uh, you know, sleep till I had to basically the last possible moment 
that I that I had. So I'm laughing because I, I so feel that way. <laughs> so that I wasn't late for my job, and then I would even push it more because then I would I had a 40 minute commute, and if I didn't get on that highway at a certain time, I was gonna be late. But um, instead of running around and being overwhelmed or starting your day off with emails that maybe are not pleasant. <laughs> and, and they're also, you're starting your day off. If you do that, if you do the email thing, like where you open up your, the first thing you do is maybe, maybe you're not even drinking your coffee yet. And you're looking at your emails, you're starting your day off on somebody else's terms. That's, that's, our, that's already being in a responsive reactive mode instead of a productive and, um, and setting intentionality for how you want to control your day. So the biggest thing that I've learned that helps most people is having a good consistent morning routine and you just you just start with one thing and you just keep doing that one thing and you just say instead of some people say well I'm not motivated to get up at a certain time I said okay if you really want to get up at that time but you're not motivated you can still be committed to that you can still say I made the promise to myself that I'm getting up at seven o'clock every morning no matter what the day I'm going to get up at seven o'clock. If that means you have to set your alarm for 530 and then press snooze 12 times, because that's all that works for you. I mean, if you were getting up at seven and that works, then that's fine. You can also have the mindset of when the alarm goes off, I get up and that could be your first, that could be your first set. You know, that could be your first challenge of when the alarm goes off, I get up. And it's not so much what you do. It's the fact that, like you said, you commit to it. And the whole beauty of it is is creating something that you enjoy at that time. Like you said, you're not on somebody else's watch, you know? So no matter what it is, like it's just, it's your time to just wake up slowly and whether it's you want to meditate, there's so many things you can do. People journal, people just sit quietly and stretch or whatever, you know? It doesn't have to be like this huge, perform, you know, this huge thought out thing. Eventually when you do it more and more and more, it will become more, um, scheduled and more, you know, uh, organized, I guess is what I'm, I'll tell you what helped me with building a morning routine, uh, is, uh, the, the miracle morning by Hal Elrod. And he recommends, um, waking up an hour earlier and then you normally would. And in that hour, you break out the time into what you want to do for that hour. That's your self-care personal hour. That's your space. I know, not everybody has the luxury of being able to wake up and not be bothered by kids or spouses or dogs or whatever. Um, but if there's a way for you to find an hour, a solid block of time, um, and sometimes it's not in the morning. Like my sister said, well, I can't do it at 7 a.m., but I could do it maybe at 2 when her when her somebody's looking after her son. So asking somebody to say, hey, could I you partner or a family member or a friend, you know, could you help me so that I can have one hour of this time to do, you know, and even if you have to start with a half an hour, right? See, what I did was when my son was was little, um, and I had my mat leave and I was home. Instead of being like, I would start off getting really frustrated because I didn't have that time because my husband works a lot of hours away from home. So I was kind of, I moved into a new town. I was on my own, didn't really have friends. And here I have a new baby. And my dad just died, as you know, that whole process. And um, what I ended up doing was, um, you know, even though he was like a couple years old, just 
teaching him how to sit and meditate, you know? So if, as long as I could do it, even if that was the only time that I had, I'm like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We know we're going to watch this thing. We're going to listen to this and just try to do it with them. If that's the only way, if you have no time alone at all, just try to incorporate it into a group activity, I guess, or something. You've got to find a way. It could be the five minutes in the bathroom. It could really be, you know, you could just say. Oh, they follow you in the bathroom, honey. I know, I, I know. But I'm just saying, like, it could be as simple as, like, that minute in your car that you just take intentionally as you're at a red light to say to yourself something as far as an affirmation that is helpful. Um, my morning routine has spans from like an hour to three hours. And that's because I do a combination of journaling, uh, a little bit of reading, uh, meditation, yoga, and I usually go for a walk. So those five things are things that I do. And sometimes it takes me an hour and I do shortened versions. Like I just read for five minutes. I do yoga for 10 minutes. I meditate for 10 minutes and I go for a 30 minute walk. And that's all I have time for. The other thing I learned was now that I don't have to be at a job at a certain time, I can adjust my schedule. So maybe right now has, has been the experience that I do that journaling and um, meditation first thing, but then maybe the yoga and the walk come later in the afternoon because I found that my most creative time to, to do business, to write emails, to reply back to emails, to do website development, podcast scheduling, all of the things that is a good time for me to be productive is between nine and noon. So if I get up at 6.30 or 7 o'clock in the morning or 8 o'clock in the morning even, if I go from 8 to 9 or I do my morning routine, then I have that three hours, 9 to 12, to do some work because then in the afternoon I have a lot of, usually I have consultation calls and client calls that I have on a Zoom call. So my afternoons are pretty much booked unless I block out my calendar and things like that. So I think it depends on where you are in life because sometimes mm-hmm. – what worked for you to what worked for me two years ago doesn't work for me today. And I, that was an adjustment too. So I think it just, it's really customized, but it's just asking a series of questions of like, what would bring you the best joy and, and help you find more calm? What is that for you? And then how much time does that take? And then how do you carve out your day for that time? Yeah, because I find like, you know, a lot of people have, um, I don't want to be negative and say excuses, but sometimes they are. <laughs> um, but we all, you know, we're all busy and we can all stay busy all the time. But I think it's all about setting priorities, right? So, I mean, we can all fill our time 24 hours a day, 26 hours a day if we had it, um, being busy, you know? And, and a lot of times it's difficult to look at our day and say, Well, I don't see where I could have carved out that time, you know, but I think it is about setting priorities. And if you know how you're going to feel once you've given yourself that time, then you'll change your mind and you'll find the time because um, I think it is hard for a lot of people to start giving themselves the time. But once you do it and you reap the benefits of it, then it's like, um, yeah, I need to do this more and more and more. You know, when my son was little, because we were talking about stories there. Um, can you believe, okay, you know what I did once? 
I went to a walk-in clinic and I wasn't sick and I brought a book and I told my family, look, I'm not feeling too good. I'm going to go to the walk-in clinic. But it was just because I wanted to sit there and read for an hour. <laughs> like It was, I needed to get, I was like 24-7, you know, with my baby and I was getting a little bit and I was going up and down and getting a little bit like just stir crazy and I didn't know anybody in my new town and and people are like, why did you go to walk-in clinic? You could catch something. Like, just sit in your car then, right? And I'm like, I don't know. There was something. I just kind of had this idea that if I just went somewhere, you know, that was like an emergency situation where I just needed to, I don't care where it is, let's just go do it. You know, sit in a parking lot and grab a coffee and, and meditate or whatever. But I think we can all find the time, you know. I don't know, because I always, I don't know about you, but I always hear people say, oh, I don't have the time, I don't have the time. But when you get sick and you, you know, are overburdened and you feel, uh, I don't know, I've been there. I'm sure you've been there, you know, where you feel like you just can't take one more step, you know, you're just exhausted. Um, then you will start taking the time. You need to invest in yourself, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've done the thing of running myself ragged, uh, even in this last year of building a community called find calm here, I was, there was days when I was not calm. There are still days when I am not calm. My boyfriend likes to remind me of that all the time. <laughs> he will say, I thought you're supposed to be finding calm <laughs> when I get upset. Um, and We're I've humans. had, <laughs> I've had a lot of panic attacks. I've had a lot of depression and struggles personally with just lack of self-esteem in the last, this is just this month and, and feeling not good enough. And I overcommit. I make the mistake of overcommitting and saying yes to so many things. I'm this opportunistic person who wants to, to has all these opportunities. Last year, my word for 2020 was possibilities. And I think I saw that as a mindset to say yes to like so many things because all of a sudden instantly I now have the time and but then you're setting yourself up for disaster and crashing right that's what just happened that's what just happened is that I literally in December and the beginning of January just crashed and I was like so I took that solo road trip I I tried to commit to doing more personal work you know a self-love workbook um, to do more meditation on a more consistent basis, to connect with my counselor, to learn how to respond and react better. And even um, in this last week, I had made some really, really, really not good choices about things. And I just, I feel, you, you, you know, I, like I said earlier, I'm really hard on myself and I felt really regretful about some of the things I did and even in the last two weeks. And so I'm just like, okay, this week, it's just as soon as like, it's literally this week, I've just been like, how can I just really be calm and, and not drive myself kind of, kind of crazy. And it's like, okay, what I need to, what I need to work on is what can I say no to at this point? Because there's other things that I need to talking about pr prioritizing. I need to prioritize my self-care. That has to be a priority. But I also need to, I was just talking to my counselor today. I need to prioritize my 
you know, figuring out about income or work, my work schedule and, and how I'm going to balance that with giving myself time for self-care and also spending time with my partner and seeing friends, even if it's a virtual coffee date that I have <laughs> with a friend now, instead of a actual coffee date, I still try to do these things and connecting with people every week. Or so, a podcast interview. Or a podcast. <laughs> and most of the time now I'm doing podcast interviews <laughs> and really getting to talk to people. But, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a process. It's not, there's no end destination. We talked about like, it's the journey, not the destination. And that has been so evident in my own life is that I need to stop focusing on one day and I need to focus on today and what's most important to get done today. How can I do something fun and joyful? And how can I find some calm in today? Those are like the three most important things. And don't beat yourself up when things go and off track. Forgive myself when I when I overcommit, when I forgive myself, when I do these things and hopefully learn. The point is to learn from them and and you know had some learning lessons in the last few weeks that really taught me about right now what we're talking about, better prioritizing my time and energy so that I'm putting all of that time, energy, and money into the right place. I love that you're so honest about it because I don't want people listening to think that, you know, we've got it all together, you know, because we don't. I mean, we all get off off track. We all need um, to be aware sometimes and we all need to put ourselves back on track. Um, and the reason why you did that was because you know how good it feels when you do put the time in. Right. So the fact that you were you noticed it and you went on your trip because you knew that that was going to help you, you know and be more mindful to do it more often and you know all those things that go along with that right but there are things in life that will will put us off track and that's okay i mean we're only human right yeah you can only I, you know <laughs> one more day <laughs> yeah exactly we're only human we all make mistakes we all struggle with different things we are all trying to do, to do this balancing act of time blocking and figuring out how to do less or more or a balance of less and more in the middle um, to, to feel like we're getting towards our goals. But we also need to incorporate that time for self-reflection and... Um, and it can be uncomfortable. It can be uncomfortable spending time with yourself if you're not used to it. If it's something, you know, the, the more often you do it, the more you enjoy it. But I know people who are not able, like physically able to go and have a coffee by themselves. Like they don't enjoy their own company. And I find that sad, you know, because I think you need to at least get to that point where you love yourself enough that you can enjoy, you know, just doing some things on your own and you get enriched by that too you know like for me finding calm like i know you had asked me before on your show and for me it's like letting go of the things that don't bring me happiness like not wasting time being um you know catty about stuff not wasting time arguing with somebody about petty things and things that i don't really care about you know, like life is so short. So for me, it's spending the time on things that either make me happy, help me relax, whether it's reading or playing music or, you know, whatever that is, whatever that means at that moment. And sometimes, honestly, it's just staring at a wall and blanking everybody out, 
and just having quiet time, you know? But I think that a lot of us spend time doing things because we have to. And that's great. I mean, to a point, you know, like when you become an adult, you do so many things because you have to do them. You go to work, you have to feed your family. So you have to cook a meal. You got to make the beds. You got to eventually do the dishes. You got to plow that snow, right? You've got to do all these things that are expected of you. And it's like you're a robot going through all these things. But it's not really giving you any substance to your life. You know, it's when you have the time to just stop all the noise around you and just sit there and figure out what it what is it that brings me happiness what is it that calms me down if i'm freaking out you know like we talked before about i used to feel like i was choking all the time so i would literally feel like i couldn't exhale and that somebody was behind me squeezing my throat and i felt like i was like choking to death um and so i needed to find things even though it seemed impossible at the moment and i had no time you know i was too busy right but i had to find the things that work for me and that's what like i love the people that you've brought on and the guests that you've had on because everyone has their own take on what works for them and it can give your audience um different ideas something that nobody's ever thought of before like for me i like to write songs i'm not good at it but I have fun with it, you know, or I don't know, just dance around crazy or whatever it is, you know? So I think it's really important that we stop doing or stop using our day only for the things that we have to do because, you know, we have a family and we have, or we have a place that we have to pay for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it's funny that you said about letting go. I run two mastermind groups. Actually, we just, I just kicked off a third mastermind group cohort, um, this month. And the one that I've been running the longest is with other community builders. And we've been running it since about May last year. And what we do in the mastermind is we share some celebrating wins. So like, what did we accomplish this week in our business or in our community, or if it's a personal win for something, and then we have a prompting question. And one of the prompting questions that I can recall was, was really something that people enjoyed answering was what can I let go of that isn't serving me this week? Uh Like what can I let go of right now that is not necessary towards my goal, whatever that goal may be, is it taking me forward or is it taking me away from that goal? And if it's not serving, then how, then select what it is and let it go. And so many people, we, we do breakout rooms. So, so then the, the, the main overall group is maybe like 10 people. And then we go into like a breakout room. So you have a partner and then you're just kind of sharing with that one per- partner, <clears throat> your answer to that. And people come back and then we have everybody kind of say, what was your takeaway from that conversation? Like, what did you really find valuable? And some people were like, you know, I really realized that I'm spending way too much time in my inbox, in my emails. Like I need to unsubscribe to these emails that are not helpful anymore. Like I subscribe to like 16 different things, for example, and I'm not even, I'm just putting them in the trash or they're sitting in my inbox and I have an inbox of 6,700 emails (laughs) that that causes me anxiety. I don't, I'm not saying I have, but I have seen people's inboxes where they have thousands of like unread emails. And that to me just 
already makes me anxious. Like my goal is zero inbox every day. And I typically, unless it's something I'm working on, there's nothing in my inbox. If it's in my inbox, it's because it's something I actively have to work on or answer or respond to. That's why I have two, two or three different inboxes because one is just business stuff. Mm-hmm. One is just personal. And then one is for mailing lists, right? But maybe you didn't have that in the beginning. Some, at some mm. point you said- No, you of course. You, you identified- Right. Yes. You said, I need to let go of getting, you know, all of the emails that aren't, aren't necessary. They're wasting my time. Or maybe I was at a time. No, period. absolutely. I was interested in this email and now I'm no longer needing this email. So you just do the unsubscribe. And so you do that for like a few days. And by the time you start doing that, you, you block off like a few minutes every day to go through and unsubscribe from things to clear out your inbox or you do the other approach of deleting your account and like pressing the, <laughs> the big reset button or deleting your, you know, deleting all the emails in your inbox and then just press, you know, just starting from zero. Um, either way, then you're, you had to start somewhere though, is what I'm saying. You had to identify that and that's what you wanted to let go. For example, is, is one thing. Yes, yeah, true. Like I've been trying to keep, uh, tabs like mindful tabs. So I'll write like, okay, I meant to do, you know, three hours of podcast editing. So I kind of like put my timer on because when I'm in that sixth hour and I'm like, hello, I was only had three hours. Like I was supposed to be doing something else right now, (laughs) you know, and it's like six hours in and I'm so into what I'm doing that I don't even realize six hours has gone by, which is actually a sign that you like what you're doing. But, (laughs) you know, um, yeah, I just kind of means you are in a creative flow. You are in a creative flow. Yeah. And sometimes you don't want to stop, but I could do that every day because I'm a very creative person. So I have to uh, literally like split that up, you know? So when my iPad says, oh, you have two extra hours every day on your internet, you know, I'm like, wow, like I need to really pay attention Mm -hmm. because it's just like you're watching Netflix and then eight hours later, it's like, yeah, there's a snowstorm outside, but I'm still watching, you know, prison break or whatever it is. Right. And so I don't, in the last year, I haven't had any time to watch TV and I don't miss it. Like I was a big TV lover and now I just replace it with things that I really love. And so my anxiety is lower. My depression is better. You know, there's so many things that you can replace it with, you know? So I love that you've created this community because I know that you've got a lot of tidbits and tools and, and, and just even the speakers that you have come on and all the partners that you've had recorded already from your your trainings and stuff, I really like want to invite everybody who's listening to go on and check some of those out because there's some really good nuggets in there, you know? For sure. Yeah, there's over 30 hours of workshops that we did in 2020. I was leading virtual events uh, weekly uh, from... April, we started in April and we, our last event was in December. Uh, one of the things I let go was 2021. We're not doing virtual events because it was time consuming and it wasn't bringing me a return on investment. And so I, it was something that I loved, but I, it was not Couldn't equaling, it. it was not equaling sustainability. Right. So, um, going forward, like, yeah, the find calm here community is free. So you're welcome. Any, anybody who's listening is welcome to join us, um, in the find calm here community. It's just, you can go to find calm here.com 
or uh, FCH community is the, the landing page for our Mighty Network. You can also search for it in the Mighty Network app. If you have another Mighty Network that you're in, you can actually go to the search tab and search for Find Calm here. It's a free membership. We have over 30 hours of workshops. Like I said, the recorded videos from last year. And we're so we've transitioned from doing those virtual events to doing small mastermind groups. And so I'm finishing up with a 90 day mastermind that we started back in November and we're finishing up uh, here in February. And then I have another group that I started with in January that will finish up in March. And so what I do with, with those people is actually support them by offering them these prompting questions to identify what's really going to be helpful to get them to where they need to be when they set this goal in the beginning of the 90 days. And then they have a team. If, you, if you're a solo entrepreneur, you don't, <laughs> you're a team of one, but, but in the mastermind, you've got a team. Mm, I love and that. that's, what's really nice about the mastermind concept is that having the ability to get feedback from people who are all working Priceless. on something yes, and all want to support each other in a positive space. That's not like on Facebook. You're not going to want to put, I have a business idea, you know, here's what I want to do, or I'm struggling with my clients. You don't want to put that out on a social media platform. You want to save space to be able to share. This is my struggle guys. Have you had this issue? How are you dealing with it? And so we're now connecting people who are like solo entrepreneurs, people in like in your position, nine to fivers who want to leave their corporate job and are doing a side hustle. And we're trying to support them with these groups to, to find out how, you know, what is really going to help and using that call method of the clarity of getting, identifying what they really want in their life, the awareness of where they are and you know, what, the, what's the process for them to create the ideal lifestyle, whether it's to be an entrepreneur or, or to leave your corporate job and do something else, uh, you know, and then what you have to learn and we, you know, point you some resources around different things in the community, as well as, um, putting that into action and being accountable mm, in the mastermind every, every week. So it's, it's amazing transition. In the very least you get to feel like you're talking to people who understand you. Like, you know what I mean? You feel like, I know you like the, to use the word tribe, right? And you, you feel like you're just a part of something bigger than just you. Like you said, with solopreneur, you know, it's good for mental health. It's good for everything. It's, you know, it can get lonely being your own, you know, being out there doing your own thing. It's, it's great to bounce, bounce things off of people and just, um, just feel like they understand you, you know, instead of, oh my God, you know, look at Devin now. They're like You're crazy. What are their ideas? Oh my goodness. You know, sometimes people don't understand or family doesn't understand or certain friends. They're not in that entrepreneurial mindset. So it, it's, I think I love being a part of that community. I think it's great. Thank you. Yeah. So it's good to have, especially in this last year of us not being able to, to really connect with people in, in person. It's, it's helpful to have a, a safe space, a positive space. Like you can go on Facebook and there's all kinds of things over there. Right. <laughs> but when you talk about tribes and connecting with people who really understand you and have the same kinds of interests or mission or want to create something or want to inspire others, they want to lead. 
that's what our community is about. It's about supporting people that want to do something amazing in the world, but don't really know how, how, or what their, what their process is or how to do it. Or even if it's a good idea, what they're trying to do. And, and then that's where we provide them with the support. But I feel I said uh, to you before, Facebook is this like for everybody solution. And I think in the next year, we're going to have the custom solutions of finding your tribe. And so people are really, these groups, these Facebook groups that people have, it's a part of really trying to connect to just the, the people that you really resonate and you want to give your time to, and you want them and they want to give their time to you. Like the, it's an equal exchange versus, versus a social media platform where you're giving and consuming with no end in sight and positive and negative and this and that and distraction instead of intentionality uh, and, and movement towards something positive. The world is not rosy. <laughs> the world yeah. is a challenging place. There's a lot of other places to find negativity. Find calm here is not a place to find negativity. That's all. And social media, like you said, it can be so consuming. And if you're trying to prioritize and um, remove the things that don't serve you, honestly, you get just sucked in. It's easy. You know, you can just sit there for hours and hours and hours. And it's just a waste of time. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are good things about it. You know, don't get me wrong. Like, I think that there are some positive things about it. But it can, it's just like anything. It's just like a television. It's easy, mindless scrolling, you know? Oh, I yeah, I just did a... I just did a, um, a marketing workshop with the mastermind call today with a mastermind group that I lead. And I went over, you know, this, the aspect of marketing with social media and my highlight, my biggest point was which one is where your customer or client is, and then just be there <laughs> and don't try to be on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok. Instagram, don't be on all of them. If all of your people are on Instagram and that's where you love to hang out, then hang out there and invest your time wisely. But hang out, don't live there. Right, right. Well, you said you, that's around like, that's again around time management and just saying, I'm going to have, you know, the, these five, th five things or what I'm going to do. I typically, I took Facebook off of my phone. I have Messenger because people do message me. So I have Messenger on my phone, but I took Facebook off um, before the election last November because I just, I got frustrated. And um, and I don't have, I have Instagram on there, but I typically do not spend a lot of time scrolling. I'm more intentional about, I go check notifications, I check my business page, I check messages, and I reply back to anybody that I need to. I share my links and and mm. that's pretty much it i might Same check with on, me yeah I, I might check on a few friends you know or see how people are doing i just want to support other people too other entrepreneurs that i like you know mm -hmm. so that's a good way of showing support too but um yeah it's just you know you just like you said the intention you've got to you got to decide what your intention is you know i love i'm really connecting more with linkedin most recently so that's where i've been spending more time and networking with business people because that's where i feel i want to that's where my tribe is with these entrepreneurs and learning how to build a business and things like that so they're really great tools that you can use in a really great way if you use it intentionally <laughs> if you think through what is my time commitment going to be for this 
social media platform and how am I going to use that intentionally? Most people don't do that. So. <laughs> We're just live and learn, right? I wanted to, to just mention to everybody as well about your podcast. So yes, I, congratulations on starting this new platform. So how are you finding it? Are you enjoying it? Oh, I don't know that I'm really finding calm quite yet with podcasting. Um, we started the, I started the podcast because I wanted to share, um, the, the mission of find calm here. And then that mission completely changed over the last few months. And so I wanted to continue on because I love talking to people and having a conversation around how to create your ideal lifestyle. And what does that mean? Um, how did you get to creating your ideal lifestyle? Not everybody is out of the nine to five yet. You know, not everybody has a job. Some people are unemployed, but um, the people that, that I, I really enjoy talking with on the podcast are authentic and vulnerable and just sharing their story and their journey. Because like you said, we're all on this journey. It's not the destination. And so being able to share how they found calm through their different processes and how they envisioned their ideal lifestyle and how they went from maybe the vision board to emotion and, and actual, you know, life changes. Um, like I did, you know, I had a, on my vision board, I wanted to be location independent in 2017 and I wanted to travel and I wanted to do my first international trip, which I did. I did my first international trip in 2019. I, I went skydiving in 2019. I, you know, I, 2019 was my year of action. And so I did, I did so many things, but um, it's just taking that next step. So that's who we talk to on the Find Calm Here podcast. So if any listeners are interested, uh, you're certainly welcome. Yes, um, go visit Deb at the, on the podcast. Reach out and, and check out the podcast for sure. Thank you so much for bringing that up. It's been a challenge. It's been a challenge to learn you know, more tech things. Um, but I, one thing I let go on this yes. theme of letting go, one thing I let go is editing because yes. I, because I just didn't, I said, and a lot of people don't, yeah, a lot of people don't edit. I said, that's going to hold me back. And so I can either get held back by this or I can just let it go. And so I let the editing thing go. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, eventually I'll probably as we all do, <laughs> <laughs> you learn as you go. And I'm trying to, like I said earlier, it's a tomorrow, it's a next month problem of like, yeah, it's true. You know, like making some... it pretty is, is a next month problem right now. It's just, it's up. Get the it's message functional. out. It's functional. People can listen to it. That's about it. <laughs> That's what I call my show too. I imperfectly started it, you know, like I just started it. I didn't know all the things Like you just learn as you go. Because yeah. if you don't start, you'll never start. There'll never be the right time to, you know, get married or get location independent or do this or do that. There's never going to be the right time. The right time is when you say it's the right time. The right time is when you say, I can't do this any other way anymore. Mm. You know? There's a good quote that says, if not now, when? Yes. Absolutely. And if it's, if you're not living your ideal lifestyle today, when will that be? Maybe it, you know, maybe yes. it should be today. You know, it's just, it's a matter of perspective and it's, it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. And you're, 
it's what's easy is to just go with the flow. What's easy is to just do yes. the normal thing that everybody do what's else expected. Does what's expected. Yeah. And that's what I talk about. Like I created this free guide. I think I talked to you about it before discover your purpose and it leads into uh, pick a passion and go ebook that I'm creating. Yeah. And it's all about that. And that mindset, you know, of not living your life the way other people expect you to do it. Cause I got into a place where that really made me angry. I'm like, why am I doing all these things? None of it is what I want to do. You know, and then I became anxious, all these things, my mental health was at risk, all this stuff. So that's why I created it. And, and I love that you're passionate about the same things, you know? So, yeah, I, I'll leave you. I'll leave. I know we're like way over time <laughs> as, as we did with my podcast, we just got chatting and continued to go and go. Uh, mostly because we don't know each other very, you know, we just met, we're new friends. So there's also like self discovery as friends uh, in the conversation. But one, one thing I'll, I'll say is, you know, start today with something um, and just learn as you go. And if you don't like it tomorrow, try something else. It's mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. You know, most people change their careers, what, five times in their lifetime, I think, you know, it's okay. That it's it? just, yeah. If you're not, <laughs> if you're not happy where you are, make a change. Come on, people. I changed my career five <laughs> times in 2020, dude. <laughs> oh, and, and even, and even now what I say to myself when things don't work out is this is for me. I used to be somebody, I remember having a conversation with my mom and saying, having the perspective of victimhood and saying, why does this always happen to me? Why does everything I do, either I self, I mess it up myself or the world is out to get me. And it's blaming myself or other people about my circumstances. And one of the things I've really worked to do is say, how can this be for me? What is now open? What door is now open because this door closed? Mm, I love that. And that's sometimes it's a hard perspective, especially when you have this whole idea about something and then all of a sudden it falls out, the bottom falls out of it, right? You didn't expect for something, to, a job loss or, you know, a partnership that doesn't work out anymore, a business partner or, you know. Or even if you get a chronic illness, anything can hit you. Getting sick. Yeah. Just having these things and then saying, okay how can this be for me and how can I reframe my thought around it to not be angry and carry so much anger and resentful and, and, and let that, let the past be the past and step out and say, today is a new day. How can I make it amazing? And that's a hard thing, but it is possible. It's worth figuring it out. It's worth figuring it out versus not versus staying angry and mad and and doing, you know, drinking it, crazy amounts of <laughs> alcohol. Because I would bet I would bet right now that most people are unhappy in their situation, but are so stuck that they cannot find a way out. That's why we need to help people figure out how to start new and how to find that momentum to be okay with, Hey, I want more than this. It's okay. I don't want more, you know? Well, and I love your, 
podcast and your message because you're talking right directly to it starts in within it starts with giving you know giving starts with you is saying you know okay i can give to myself first and find how to fill my cup and then i can start to fill other cup and then i'll feel i'll have that purpose and i'll feel um motivated intentional and excited about the day and i can shift my mindset but it doesn't start mm. You can't just start with shifting your mindset. You have to start with the gratitude or, or the giving or, or other, mm -hmm. uh, whatever the pathway makes sense at, for this, each individual person. Yeah. Cause growing up, giving to myself felt, um, selfish. So I want to teach people that it's not selfish. It's the best thing you can do for you and for the people around you that love you. You know, but we're not taught that. Like, I know I wasn't taught that, you know, it was like, don't think of yourself, think of other people because why, you know, but it's not selfish. It doesn't need to be looked at it that way. No. And yeah, I had a mindset of, you know, taking care of others before I take care of myself. I've always in partnerships, I've done that in friendships. I've done that. I've given way more than I've asked in return. And a lot of that then leads to me feeling like I'm not, I don't, I'm not deserving or resentful too, or angry yes. because I'm not getting my needs met. And so one of the things I started when I started counseling last year, which has been really, really helpful, um, has just been to, and, and my partner is telling me, you need to spend time on self-care because you are reacting negatively because you didn't get that time. If I don't, if I don't take the time to take care of myself, it comes out in the way I step out into the world and, and come and have conversations with other people and the way I present myself. Um, because in the back of my head, I know that I didn't get that time. And now I'm, there's something that I didn't work through that now is like spinning. And that's, why it's so important for, at least for me, why, like I said, I had to reevaluate at the end of last year and really prioritize the self-care to, and I'm still working on that process of really making it a priority because it leads to me making better decisions and it leads to me being calmer and being able to have these conversations on a podcast and feel like happy about what I'm doing. You know, if you're listening out there and you're looking for a group and, you know, we're talking about picking your, picking your tribes and not spending time on things that don't, you know, be a part of Deb's community, because honestly, there is no reason not to, um, it's all positive, you know? So if you're on the fence, is this something else I can commit myself to? Absolutely do it. And, um, if you feel like it's right for you, yeah. I don't want people to come <laughs> in to the community and then feel like overwhelmed. I want mm. people to feel calm. So, or, or feel like they're finding resources around support. So, um, I welcome anybody who is a seeker of calm because you don't have to be calm to be in our community, but if you're a seeker of calm, <laughs> uh, we have some, we have some things to help you maybe. Yeah, because as we admitted, both of us, we're not always calm, you know? <laughs> no, it's so funny that people relate the word calm to me now. And I'm just like, 
well, I'll do my best. <laughs> That's all I can say. There's a need for it. So if you if you're needing that community, honestly, reach out to Deb because she's awesome. Thank you. And you're awesome. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I love your projects that you're doing and uh, all the work that you're doing with the podcast and talking to all these amazing people and they're sharing these vulnerable stories and it's really inspiring. Oh, it's it's amazes me that they they all trust me with with sharing their story. You know, it's a beautiful thing, honestly, because it's it takes bravery and it takes a lot of courage and and I'm honored to have everybody on. It's like every you know, I've met all these people that are now like in my circle of family and friends. It's amazing how close you can become with someone when you have a conversation that um, really stems from some hard things, you know, and to be able to open up about that. So. Yeah, I appreciate all my guests. Thank you so much, Deb, for coming on and talking with us today and sharing, uh, you know, a bit about you and a bit about why you started the community and what it's all about. Um, anything I can do to support you, just let me know. Thank you. This just being on your on your platform on your podcast was was amazing. I appreciate the opportunity. Um, and for anybody listening, like I said, uh, findcalmhere.com. Uh, yes. Pre press the join button and you'll get right into the, the private uh, Mighty Network for Find Calm Here. And thank you very much. Yes, thank you. Um, I told you guys it was going to be a good show. So thanks for joining us today. And uh, we'll see you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast. And remember that giving does start with you. And if you see someone else that's having a hard time, you know, reach out to them. Maybe they need, um, you know, they need a friend and they're feeling kind of alone in their situation. So just keep being there for each other. Thank you so much, Deb. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.